Through hard times and happy times, we at Imagine Yourself want to be here for you. During this challenging time, we are going to try to bring you hope and coping tools. So once again, we ask you to join us and imagine yourself. Hello, and thank you for joining us at Imagine Yourself. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy. And Lene, we're going to get deep in this Imagine Yourself episode. What are we imagining? Today, we are talking about something beautiful that we have noticed lately. And we wonder if you all have noticed it as well. We just feel there's been a renewed sense of faith as people everywhere are realizing that there are so many things that we cannot control. And many times we realize we have to look up in order to lift up and get through some of these terrible challenges. And also, you know, we love to imagine yourself in better ways in all things. We have some tips later on that we're going to share things that we can do at home with or without our family members, some tips that I promise you have not heard before. But really, at the end of the day, we're coming to you as three women of faith, because Sandy and I have invited Crystal Kronovich as our guest today to get her perspective on all of this. Hello. And, uh, hello there, Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Well, you're here. Hey. How are yeah. you, ladies? We are wonderful. We're grateful to have you because, Crystal, we have relied, as a country, we've been relying on the media to stay informed. And we understand that you are a former anchor and reporter for a major network. And we wanted to get your input on how have you seen some of the beautiful things and the faith-filled things occurring throughout this crisis? Well, one of the things that I think is wonderful, as a believer in particular, is the unity. Everyone seems to be working together. I think we're all fighting a common enemy, and we realize that. And there's just this sense of togetherness that's refreshing to me. That's beautiful. I want to go a little bit further and talk about just the faith awakening of our population Mm -hmm. in general. And I think Everybody's online with their church services, and people are more open because they are scared. And I think, as you brought up earlier, we have more time to sit down and contemplate what the heck is going on here. Yeah, I think so, too. And to me, this is a classic Romans 8.28. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. And I do believe that there's something spiritual, supernatural, that happens when you come into the congregation together with people, the physical connection. I do believe that there is. However, by us going online, by all of the churches now going online, there are people who are unchurched, if you will, who might be seeking that all they have to do in the comfort of their own home now is just make a little click on their computer and boom, they're there, they're hearing the word. And, you know, all over, because every church is doing this now, or most of them are. So I think that that's a really, really good thing that's coming out of this. And people seem to be more receptive to it, right? And they're exactly because they're afraid. We've heard that expression over and over that there are no atheists in foxholes. And so when people get afraid and you're faced with, you know what, according to what I'm hearing on the news, I could die. I'm hearing about people that I know that have lost someone, or maybe you know somebody personally that has passed away. It really is sobering. But again, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for people of faith to seize the moment 
and minister to people. I think they would be more receptive now because they are faced with the reality that, wow, this thing could take me out of here. I feel that most people now are having big changes. We're examining our lives in a whole new way. We're having conversations, whether it be our own inner dialogue or even with other people that just we wouldn't have had time for in any other circumstance. Or like you said, some people who are a little shy about asking about some of the things with church or showing up physically, and they're just not ready to take that step. This is really just opening it up because people have time to talk to you about it, except for, of course, our healthcare workers. I just really, really ask for prayers over them because they don't have time really to do much of anything. Or any of the essential workers, yeah. That's true. Any of the essential workers out there now. But many of us who are non-essential, like myself, we do have more time to reach out to people and to really talk through some of the issues. And you start thinking, how am I living? What have I been doing? What do I really value? Who do I want to spend my time with once I finally can get out of my house and spend time with people? And when do I want to make these changes? It is a powerful time going on right now. I think so, too. Again, this is not to play down in any way those who are suffering directly from this, because I understand for them, they might be thinking, what is so wonderful about this? Mm -hmm. But even with that, I mean, if you are in a hospital and you have been diagnosed with this, or if you're in a position where maybe you are at home with someone you don't want to be at home with, it still serves to be a good time for reflection. Anytime you're quiet and you can't run around like you usually do, that is a time to be still. And as the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. So I really think that we're going to see a a very, I don't want to call it a revival, that sounds cliche-ish, but I think there are going to be a large number of people who are going to come into the faith as a result of this. And how about, too, opening it up where it's not something to be ashamed of, because I've been receiving messages on the Nextdoor app and through emails and things like that from people that I would have never received, like they're passing along a prayer. And I just feel like they would not have been doing that Mm -hmm. Um, any other time that I've known them or strangers that I don't know are leaving little messages of hope and faith-filled messages as well, or like, you know, Bible scriptures, different things that I just would have never noticed before that may have been shooed away before all of this happened. Yes. You know, everybody's talking about when is it going to end, and and I saw a Facebook post that was really interesting. It said, can't wait for things to get back to normal, and then someone else replied and said, oh, I'm so hoping it won't go back to normal. I didn't like normal. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) You know, so some people are looking forward to the changes that might come as a result of this, and some people are not. So it just depends. And, of course, there are some things that could come from this that may not be a good thing, and I am anticipating that there will be some things that will be wonderful in the midst of it. Now, Crystal, um, Lene kind of touched on this a little bit, just having people be more receptive and coming out and talking about it. And we mentioned at the front of the podcast that you've worked in radio and television. When you mm-hmm. were in television, you were part of a group called, was it Faith in Media or what? Or you did a podcast about that? Yes. We did a podcast with all of the women at the station. We talked very candidly about different topics, and one of those topics was how do you handle your faith in secular media? 
how do you do it when you're in a newsroom, which sometimes anybody that's worked in a newsroom knows can get a little bit raunchy, <laughs> to be nice. And so how do you handle that? What do you do when you're going on stories constantly and you're telling you're a mouthpiece for the bad news when really what you prefer to spread is the good news? So yeah. how do you handle that? And so it got very candid and it was just interesting because each one of us were in a different part of media, all working for the same station, but one person was a host for our lifestyle show. I, of course, was the news person. And then the other person actually had a Christian broadcast that aired on our station. So she kept saying, well, I don't really have that problem because I can talk openly about my faith because people expect me to kind of thing. Yeah. And then, of course, my boss participated, and she came from the whole thing of managing and handling people who have different backgrounds and beliefs within a newsroom. So it's just very interesting. You don't want to cross that line because you do want to be respectful of other people's beliefs. How do you walk that line? That is the question of the hour, and and it's even so much so that the Lord gave us a very good scripture for it. He said, you have to be as wise as a serpent, but innocent as a dove. So I thought about that over and over, and, and I know when I go into a situation or when I was in a situation in the newsroom, I could kind of gauge just by initial conversation where that person was. And then I would go from there. And I guess being a parent, you would know that they have what you call age-appropriate information that you give to your children. Well, it's kind of the same exact thing. You would give spiritually appropriate information, meaning how much can I give this person? Do I spoon feed or do I just not say anything at all? Do I just live my life in front of them? And I think that's really the best thing so that they can see what a Christian does in certain circumstances because there are always things that God brings up situations and circumstances where you'll have an opportunity to show that, no, I'm not going to respond like everybody else in this situation. I want you to see that there is a different way to handle this, and it may not be the way mainstream looks at it. So there are so many different things, but I think to answer that in short, you have to gauge and be discerning about the person you're talking to, the circumstance, the setting, all of that has to be considered. And people, too, that are in media that I'm just observing, just the way the whole, all of this is being presented, I feel like it's less, I don't want to make it sound like people are against faith. You know, maybe there are certain people that are, but I'm just seeing a lot more stuff from mainstream news organizations that are about faith and people's faith and how it's getting them through this crisis. Interesting. Now, you know what? I haven't noticed that, but it would not surprise me one bit. I feel, too, that people are becoming so desperate for some kind of an answer and some feeling of comfort. And that when you take something, kind of like you said, you, you do have to understand your audience. There is a scripture that I love that is very simple at its core. It just says, praise to God who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And it's just all one big circle where, you know, we're receiving comfort from God and then we're passing it along. And who wouldn't want that at a time like this, yeah. no matter what industry you're in? Yes, I agree. And I love that scripture, by the way. That's, where is that? That's in Corinthians? That's in 2 Corinthians 1, four, okay. and it just, it's not a very super popular one, but it is very appropriate for what we're going through right now because that's what people everywhere are seeking, answers, hope, peace, mm. 
and comfort. God is going to use this. I know he is, and he is using this crisis in a tremendous way to draw people. This is a crisis, a worldwide crisis. It's unprecedented. At the end of the day, all of this, no matter what, no matter how far someone wants to stretch their faith and their thoughts on specifics, Mm -hmm. you cannot deny that this is teaching us all not to take our lives for granted, not to take our loved ones for granted, not to take our spiritual soul for granted. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Regardless of where on the spectrum you feel with any of the things that Crystal has mentioned, that is still undeniable because part of it is, like you said, you have time to sit and think on these things. Part Mm -hmm. of it is you do see loved ones. My sister is at a drive-through testing site right now. I have five sisters, but one of them has a temperature of 104 Mm -hmm. and she has body aches and all of my other sisters and my brother, we are praying for her, Mm -hmm. but I love my sister. I talk to my sister, but you better believe I love her more right now than I did two months ago. <laughs> you know, sure, I, yeah. I, say I appreciate her more. I don't take her life for granted anymore mm-hmm. and my own. And like you said, our soul that's within us, I definitely don't take any of that for granted right now either. And I want to make sure I'm spending more time with my children, not just with their schoolwork, but we are spending, and some of my girlfriends are also, we are spending a whole lot more time now on their faith lives, on their ability to, we're going through right now reading the Bible for ourselves and asking for wisdom as we read it, mm-hmm. which is talking about all kinds of things that my kids and I did talk about before, but I'm putting special emphasis on it now. God and how he weighs in on all of this. And I just think I see this with just a lot more people than I did before. That is why Sandy said, Lene, Sandy's the one who said, have you noticed that this faith is just coming around more and that people are trying to use faith to conquer the fear more? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, Sandy, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, definitely, Lene, you know, my prayers for your sister's recovery. We just pray that the Lord will touch her and that she'll be doing much better when you talk to her again. Yeah, I didn't. This is like, when did this happen? This is, must have been. This very... happened. So right before we got on this podcast, remember, Sandy, I said, this is before everybody could hear, but I told you to hold on and it was to click over. And I told you, you know, I won't be getting any more calls. But that was one of my other five sisters who's like, wait, what happened? I said, I got to call you back and tell her. But, but oh, um, huh. because, yeah, our parents told us just this morning. And then she, bless her little heart, sent a little picture of her with her mask bundled up to go out and go through the drive-through testing because she just wow. said that her, oh when God. she spoke to her doctor on teleconference and she was asking, she's my youngest, she said, have I ever had a temperature of 104? I said, well, when you were a little buddy, toddler, and you had the chicken pox, that's it. And mm-hmm. she, that's why she's super concerned. So I don't know. But so All she is, is uh, young and no pre-existing conditions, right? Is she- Correct. She could, yeah, I'm the, I'm the oldest sister. So she, yeah, she's in her 30s. And I do have confidence. We're not feeling like it's all in despair. Part of that is because she's younger. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I still don't take a thing for granted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But thank you for the prayers. Oh, thank we you will for be. Absolutely. 
Yes, see, but you just touched on what I'm saying, and that is, is that, and, and it's amazing now because when they first started talking about this, I didn't know anyone anyone that had it or knew someone that had it, and now it's like they're popping up every day. Yes, yeah. every day. That's mm-hmm. what Sandy said. When did this happen? It just happened. You know, it's just, oh, wow. my gosh. Again, we're all seeking for yes. something that makes sense that can help us overcome our fears through all of this. Well, I think about this, too, and I know if the Lord didn't expect us to be afraid, he wouldn't have put this in here. He said, but he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I've been quoting that over and over Mm. again. But I do have a peace. I have a a strange peace, and I guess strange may not be a good word. A peace that passes all understanding is, is a better phrase for it, because I just know the world can go bonkers all at once. God is still in control. Mm. And how about we need to say that to ourselves out loud at least three times a day? <laughs> you know? Exactly. exactly. Because we can forget. We can start to think that we humans are the ones in control, but it really does, I feel that it's comforting to know that God is in control because that means that no matter what happens, there is a victory at the end of it. That's my yeah, personal yeah. perspective. Oh, That's yes, true. and you're absolutely right. We win. Go to the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. yes. This is one story. Like, I'll tell my friends, don't give me the ending of a movie. Don't tell me what happened. I want to watch it. But this is one where I don't mind. Let me know, Lord, how this ends. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So no matter how it is- ends for us personally or what happens in the middle, this is the end of the story. For an yes, e- isn't that wonderful? Yeah. yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Well, Nay, so speaking of the end, we're winding down here, yeah. and I know you promised us some little tips, and maybe we could have Crystal, if you want to, weigh in on these as well. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, so again, at Imagine Yourself, we love to try to do things that will and say things that will help strengthen. Of course, we also love to hear back from everybody at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. But some of the tips that I've just been thinking about, and these are more tips, kind of self-care tips. And then like Sandy said, Crystal, I'd love to hear your perspective too. But tip number one, I had to borrow this from a very good friend of mine. Her name is Shivana. And she said, Lene, the word reset had been coming to her over and over again at the beginning of this crisis. And then just yesterday, My daughter mentioned to me that she has seen this whole COVID crisis as a hard and fast reset for her life. And so I encourage everyone out there to think about the word reset and really use, take advantage of this time to reset your life and reset your mind and reset your faith. Because my friend Shivana also said that she had been a Love Runs marathon runner And they were taught that during your marathon or half marathon, sometimes in the middle of the race, you need to reset because you have your droopy shoulders and your posture's all crazy, (laughs) and you need to reset good form so that you could have a good, healthy finish for your race. Mm. And I want to give us a good, healthy finish as we get through this, a reset on the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you think, the way you live, the way you pray, (laughs) reset. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think of that? I think I can't add anything to that except amen, sister. All right. <laughs> you like yep. that one, Sandy, too? I do. I'm, I can think of a million things that need to be reset for myself personally and just in the world in general. Absolutely. Yeah. 
because yeah, the smog is lifting in certain places, it's getting a reset as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So my last little takeaway tip, because I did promise, hopefully you've never heard of these before, but okay. have you ever thought about how you need to go into the auto shop every three months and give your vehicle a 15 or so minute tune-up and oil change? Mm-hmm. You need to drain out all the old, yucky, gooky oil and replace it with fresh, new, clean oil. And I just want everyone to consider taking that 15 minutes, if you can do it in your day or in your week or in your month, or even if you only do it once every three months like your car, go within and get still and meditate and find out what yucky, ooky, gooky oil you need to drain out of your life and thinking and patterns and how you can replace it with fresh, clean, new thoughts, patterns, faith, goodness. I like that. Is there anything else you have for us, Crystal, to take away from this day? You know what? I think you summed it up, Lene, beautifully, because that is exactly what I would say. I think that for most people, this is a very sobering time, and everybody's not going to get it, and I don't want people to get discouraged if you're talking to someone and they don't receive it. I learned a long time ago that you can't save the world, but you can make a difference in your little corner. And I also will leave you with this verse. It says that one man may plant, another man may water, but it's God who gives the increase. That's perfect. Well, first, I want to thank Crystal. I want to thank you for reflecting with us today. I want to thank Sandy for thinking up this perfect topic and for even just noticing and recognizing what was happening in this world in a good way. I want to thank our listeners for hanging in there with us while you're cooped up. And overall, just take your own quiet moment and imagine yourself finding faith in the most amazing and unexpected times and spaces and places. Thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback. Go to imagineyourselfpodcast.com to send us an email or connect with us on social media. Take care of yourself and join us again next time when we'll have something new to imagine.